0: Welcome to God's Messenger Lighthouse Podcast. This is your host, Brother Scott Messenger, and I will be reading you the preface from The Hiding Place, the triumphant true story of Corrie Ten Boom with John and Elizabeth Sherl. When we were doing the research for God's Smuggler, a name kept cropping up, Corrie Ten Boom, This Dutch lady in her mid-70s, When we first began to hear of her, was Brother Andrew's favorite traveling companion. Brother Andrew is a missionary behind the Iron Curtain. His fascinating stories about her in Vietnam, where she had earned that most honorable title, Double Old Grandmother, and in a dozen other communist countries, came to mind so often that we finally had to hold up our hands to stop his flow Of reminiscence. We could never fit her into the book, we said. She sounds like a book in herself. It's the sort of thing you say, not meaning anything. It was May 1968 that we attended a church service in Germany. A man was speaking about his experiences in a Nazi concentration camp. His face told the story more eloquently than his words. Pain-haunted eyes, "'shaking hands that could never forget. "'He was followed at the lectern by a white-haired woman, "'broad of frame and sensible of shoe, "'with a face that radiated love, peace, joy. "'But the story that these two people were relating was the same. "'She too had been in a concentration camp, "'seen the same savagery, suffered the same losses.' His response was easy to understand, but hers? We stayed behind to talk with her, and as we did, we realized that we were meeting Andrews Corey. Cornelia Tenboom's worldwide ministry of comfort and counsel had begun there in the concentration camp, where she had found, as the prophet Isaiah promised, a hiding place from the wind, a covert From this tempest, the shadow of a great rock in a weary land. On subsequent visits, we got to know this amazing woman well. Together we visited the crooked little Dutch house, one room wide, where till her fifties she lived the uneventful life of a spinster watchmaker, little dreaming as she cared for her older sister and their elderly father that a world of high adventure lay just around the corner. We went to the garden in South Holland where young Corrie gave her heart away forever, to the big brick house in Harlem where Pickwick served real coffee in the middle of the war, and all the while we had the extraordinary feeling that we were not looking into the past but into the future. As though these people and places were speaking to us, not about things that had already happened, but about the world that lay ahead of us in the 1970s. Already we found ourselves actually putting into practice how-to's we learned from her about. Handling separation, getting along with less, security in the midst of insecurity, forgiveness, how God can use weakness... Facing death, dealing with difficult people, how to love your enemies, what to do when evil wins. We commented to her about the practicalness of everything she recalled, how her memory seemed to throw a spotlight on problems and decisions we faced here and now. But, she said, this is what the past is for. Every experience God gives us, Every person he puts in our lives is the perfect preparation for the future that only he can see. Every experience, every person. Father, who did the finest watch repairs in Holland and then forgot to send the bill. Mama, whose body became a prison, but whose spirit soared free. Betsy, who could make a party out of those potatoes, out of three potatoes, and some twice-used tea leaves. As we looked into the twinkling blue eyes of this undefeatable woman, we wished that these people were part of our own lives. And then, of course, we realized that they could be. John and Elizabeth Sherrill, July 1971, uh, Chappaqua, New York. So thank you for joining me for this preface reading from The Hiding Place. And next time, we'll be covering Chapter 1, The 100th Birthday Party. So please join me next time.